0: Welcome, welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, a.k.a. Colette Prosper. I'm a TV writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from uh, even avocados to taking creative risks. I don't know. We talk about a lot of stuff. Um, But today, we're going to kick this show off with a talk about podcasting and about the Netflix show, Pretend It's a City, and assorted other topics, Um, possibly softcore porn if we have time, and TLC's 1,000-pound sisters with my guest, Annabelle Garcia. Yay! Welcome. Welcome. So we met at a screening of Boys in the Hood at Hollywood Forever Cemetery through our mutual friend, Alexis Torado, who you will hear in a later episode. Um, uh, Can you talk about that meeting?
1: Yeah. um, Do you remember? Yes, definitely. I remember. And it was like one of the first times I had hung out with Alex alexis after uh you know after interviewing her and i got to hang out with her meet you and also meet up with my friend christina which was really nice and it was my first time going to hollywood cemetery to to see a movie mine
0: too so it was yeah first and last
1: i know thanks Thanks to the pandemic yes things have have gotten a little different
0: Yeah, that was, that was super fun. And yeah, sadly, we're all holed up in our, in our houses, um, you know, waiting for this to one day go away. Um, But so as I mentioned, Annabelle is a podcaster. She also produces podcasts for people and she helped me edit my first episode. She's a star in a few of my sketches, including the one about the vagina candle in episode one. She and her husband, Sam, also had a special role in my music video that I directed a few months ago. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Um
1: I, I produced podca- what's that? That was that was so your, much fun.
0: Wonderful performance.
1: <laughs> I was the green bean girl, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> green beans. Yeah. You, you you sold it. You were great.
1: I'm definitely um, then, always nervous behind a camera because I'm like uneasy.
0: Yeah. No, you're you were super relaxed. Great job. But beside that, you do podcasts.
1: That I do. I produce podcasts. I edit them. I do a lot of things for podcasts, um and mm-hmm. and it's been really nice. I have a client that I just launched well, I just she just did her first recording today. So I can't say she launched nice. um, but we flew out to Miami to help her set up because it was uh, she's not really that tech savvy, so we definitely hooked her up and.
0: So, oh, are you in
1: Miami now? No, I'm back in LA. I literally flew out there Saturday morning and flew out back to LA on Sunday night.
0: Wow, wow, yeah. that's amazing. That's why I look
1: crazy right
0: now? Oh my god, well, you look great.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's
0: amazing. You, you, for uh, is she? She's from Miami. Who is she?
1: I can't say who she is, but. <laughs>
0: But she fabulous. Does
1: live in Miami, yes.
0: Wow. It's not Shakira.
1: No, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not JLo. I don't think JLo lives is Miami, does she?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know she has a house in Miami.
1: Oh, damn. I don't know. Maybe next time she it'll has... be her.
0: Only the cool cities. Like she <laughs> she has she has some kind of dwelling, I'm sure. Um yeah, so that's amazing. So that, that'll that be coming out soon?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be coming out by spring.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So you just, you went over there just to record one episode or well, to set I went, her up?
1: I went up there literally just to, or out there to set her up. So that was mm-hmm. like just kind of setting up her entire in-home studio. Um wow. And then I flew out the next, well, Sam and I did it together. And then I flew back home the next day and just came back and and they started doing their recordings this week so it's it's gonna be busy and crazy um but it's gonna be good I think and so (laughs) another
0: is she is she someone that that is a recognizable name yes wow that's amazing (laughs) I feel like it's like one of those things
1: where it's like you know those um those clue games or that um you know when you like paste a name on your forehead yeah. and you have to guess what, what the name
0: is. That's how I feel. Yeah, like. I want to know. I
1: know so many people have said, but I'm like, I can't. So.
0: Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that shows how much of a professional you are and how, you know, people need to hire you um, because you are very discreet and you, uh, you keep people's name out of the, out of the streets. Yeah.
1: I mean, eventually it won't be that way, but obvious. Oh. Yeah sorry uh it, it won't always be that way i'll be able to share her information later on but it's yeah. just something that i can't do right now
0: yeah but it's super exciting awesome uh so things that we have in common so uh i am not uh setting up uh or producing podcasts for famous people but uh things that we have in common is uh we're both married to to uh white dudes but i guess so is a lot of people <laughs> yeah um and we both lost our moms. Um, my my mom died a few years ago, like four years ago or so. Um, and then afterwards, my my dad. Um, and then uh, so we have that in common. And then one of the things we don't have in common, pop culture wise, is uh, our love for Pretend It's a City with uh, Fran Lebowitz.
1: What are I have a question? Like, what are your feelings yes. on Fran? Uh, just because obviously we have different feelings, but I'm very curious. Yes.
0: So I, I have a lot of respect for her and I watched, um, to prepare for this, uh, and I, I, I wanted to watch the whole thing, but I, I got up to episode three. It's hard, uh, with, uh, like quarantine to, there's, there's so much time and there's so little time, but anyway, I got up to episode three and, uh, I mean, you, you can't help but enjoy a lot. I mean, I am a New Yorker and there are a lot of things that I, I loved, about it i loved um i love when she talks about history like new york history um and we could talk about it too well um so we'll talk more about it in a in uh, in just a second um but first up here's a sketch called hands
2: sketch did you wash your hands yeah
0: of course
2: well i heard the water running from the bathroom but it seems like only one of your hands is washed
0: oh oh man that's because i only used one hand and then i washed it my dick's clean though
2: washing one hand is not washing your hand yeah it is if that's the only hand you no, use it's not Let me show you. You have to wash both hands with soap and water for 20 seconds. Oh fuck, I'm not five. Uh, My hands are clean. Dude, I don't need to see this. I get it, but do you want to try though? We can do it together. It could be really hot. Okay okay so first you have to wet your hands before you soap up
0: dude I so do know. do you know
2: that you have to lather the backs of your hands and then wash in between your fingers wait
0: no but like i just touched my dick though
2: i didn't touch pee when you wipe you touch it doesn't matter pee. after you lather and scrub You need to rinse your hands well under clean, running water.
0: Dude, yeah, of course. And then I dry my hands on my shirt. How about we move back to the couch?
2: Um, can I show you something? It's by my front door.
0: Yeah, especially since we, you know, washed our hands. So, what did you want to show me?
2: Oh, that you were never getting into my pants ever. But again. I washed my hands.
0: Bitch. <laughs> okay and now we're back with Annabelle she's a podcaster journalist she's from Chicago uh and then we're going to talk about that and then why she's in LA but she asked me a really great question what about Fran and Fran I have a lot of respect for her she has a, a, a oodles of opinions on stuff on everything even seatbelts. Yes. she doesn't like seat belts. Uh, she she kind of strikes me as like a libertarian. um oh, okay. she she believes in just like unabashed freedom, uh, freedom from marriage, freedom from children. She just wants to live her life. um, but to me, it's very like bourgeois, white lady attitudes that she has. like she, to me, it's it's almost like sex in the city in a way. like um you have. And I watched sex in the city. I loved it, but in a lot of ways it's not the New York that I know. Um, and and everyone has a different story. I would have loved actually if pretend it's a city was uh, it featured her but then it also featured other New Yorkers um like Jenna Wortham, for instance uh, she's a columnist for New York Times like she would have been cool or uh, just anyone else aoc like i would love to know what her new york experience is what a day in the life is for her but um for it to be just fran like for seven episodes um and she's just like she lives only in manhattan like i'm what you call a bridge and tunnel i live in la now but uh in new york i i grew up in new jersey like fran so we have that in common um like Fran lived in New Jersey and had to run away immediately as soon as we were of age. And that's what we did. But where we both lived is outside of New York. So it's like, um, I don't know the equivalent in Chicago, but it's, or it's like somebody in LA. It's like somebody in the suburbs in the of
1: Chicago moving into the city for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, you'd go probably into the city on the weekend or maybe your dad worked in the city something like you know that's how i grew up like my dad worked in the bronx like it's I've, i'm part of new york metro area sort of like fran anyway so i i definitely relate to that but she to me she probably doesn't leave her neighborhood uh, I I have a lot of assumptions. She probably doesn't live in neighborhood. She probably rarely goes to Brooklyn, which is where I I lived for many years. Uh,
1: I have to tell you that that my opinion on on Fran Lebowitz is, is yeah it's changing because here's the thing is that one of the things that I really really like about her is how she is whether she's right or she's wrong, she believes what she believes and she has her opinions and sort of it's unshakable, you know, there's, she's not trying to be convinced. So I sort of like that about her. Yeah. I also, I do like her observations, like her older work of observations about people that she was around. However, I, I think that some of the things like, because I was watching pretend pretend it's a city And some of the things that she says and has said don't always like match up with my own beliefs. You know, obviously two different people. Um, Yes. And one of the things that she had said, and I I remember this, and this is when um, she was when she did the the movie. I think it was like public speaking or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. so she had said that a woman and a man are always going to be different because you know if a man is your lawyer, if he has a child, he he is still your lawyer because now it's sort of quote unquote trendy to be like a dad that pushes a stroller and holds the baby in the carrier, and yeah, and then she said a woman if she's a lawyer and that baby's in the room, she's looking at that baby, and so.
0: Oh god. Yeah,
1: so I thought this definitely isn't something that um is true. I actually worked with yeah. a lawyer who had literally just had her baby and two I think it was maybe like two or three days after her her after she gave birth, she yeah. was on calls, she was 100% yeah. back, you know. So I right. I think that that concept some of her beliefs are very much like, okay, Boomer, like, that's the way that I, yes. I take Fran boys now. And I, I think it took me a little while to kind of catch up with that. And I, I don't yeah. hate her, but I, I that's just my opinion. I think she's stuck in a time uh, that doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yes, and that's the thing. And 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 that's what my husband was saying. He's like, "Oh, she's a crust. Like she's crusty. Like she's like the old lady." And just let her rant about whatever she's ranting about. Who cares? Uh, and I and you know she's harmless. And I was like, "That's what they said about Trump. <laughs> like because you know well, I they, don't think
1: that she's going to go use you know behavior. run for president, but yeah, um, but I do think that I what I what I will always like about her is this. Um, it's this conceited concept that she knows best, and I think right. that we could all use a little bit more of that. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely—I
0: feel like we have too much of that.
1: I, I think that it comes from the wrong people. Like you, I feel like yeah. for me personally, I'm just going to come from myself. But like, yeah, this concept of imposter syndrome is constantly like jumping down my throat, um, this feeling of uncertainty and fear and second guessing myself, if I could just have a little bit more of this conceited concept that I am right
0: (laughs) at any point in my life, even if it comes
1: to like choosing an outfit, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and she has, she has a style, she has a, a brand. Um, she just, makes money speaking, just sharing her ideas. like that's that's a a huge flex. That's amazing. i she does she hasn't written anything in over twenty years. like that's that's amazing that people still want to hear her. Um but it's like, yeah, the things that she's saying, though, it's it's a very romantic notion of New York that, yeah, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I did not hear the thing about the the mom and the lawyer, um, which is uh, it's hard enough being a, a mom and having to, it it's it it's a off- it is offensive, and I think she meant it to be offensive, um, but it and it's also just from a place where she is lives in a bubble, like she's in her her, and that's what I don't like about her I, I love her in the sense that like she's a fellow new yorker um she loves new york i love new york um i don't live there anymore but yeah it's i i, I love that aspect of her but she is in this in this bubble of where she's never had to take ch- take care of a child she's never she's not a person of color um, she walked into a, um, a publishing house and said, I'm a poet. And someone published her work. Uh, she, she just had a lot of things happen for her that just sort of fell on her lap. And in a lot of, in a lot of ways, um, because of her, her privilege, uh, but also it could be just because of her, her spirit. Yeah. She's very confident. She's, uh, very assertive. She has her ideas and it is amazing to, uh, she was talking about something about being a cab driver and she was like, it's not picturesque. Like she used picturesque to describe how unappetizing it is to be a cab driver. Like, like I never, I would never think of that. Like I would, you know, I'd stumble on my words, like trying to find my words, but like, it just, it flows out like her, her thoughts and opinions. Um, And it's hilarious. Uh, There was a really funny SNL skit. I don't know if you saw it recently. With um, uh, he's from um, La Culturistas. He 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 was Fran Lebowitz, and then uh, there was the other guy who was pretending to be Marty Scorsese. It's really it's it's hilarious. But it's basically just her talking. And talking and Marty cracking up because that's basically what happens in the Netflix and Mar- Martin Scorsese, who's one of my film heroes, he has a lot of opinions on New York. Um, but even there's a moment where he said, um, and this is where the bridge and tunnel comes comes in. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of that concept, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, the bridge and tunnel is like you have to take a bridge uh, or a tunnel in in order to get into New York City, into Manhattan. And so that's that's me and. Anyway, he said to her, oh, well, I don't I don't go below 57th Street. Um, and then, then that's what I assume about her. But then I was talking to, to her – I was talking about her to our friend Alexis. And she's like, oh, she lives downtown. But still, like, I don't think that she leaves the island of Manhattan at all. Like, I don't think that she has any reason to. And that's just part of, like, her bubble. Like, she just, like – she has a lot of privilege and she speaks from from that sort of lens and has no concept of what other people experience in new york and and then people love her and accept her words and her thoughts as this is how all new yorkers are and it's not i I've never, I, like, don't, taken I don't take her
1: for for like um representing all the way that all new yorkers are for sure i haven't i think that something that can be totally true is the fact that fran lebowitz in 1970 and fran lebowitz in 2021 are basically the same you know there's not yeah. a lot of change there's not a lot of growth and so i know i'm 31 i know mm-hmm. that at 21 and at 31 there are I have different opinions. I have different thoughts. Um, Right. Now, one thing that I will always say is that I think she's a fantastic wit. She's just got, she's just sharp. She'll just come at you and she'll, she'll, she'll sort of come at you with a quick response, but it's not unattainable. It's not something that like, Oh, she's so witty. Like no one can attain that. Everyone can attain wit, but I think that one of the things that I, I have come to appreciate about her is still that it is that um, sort of it's conceited. It's it's a conceited thought yeah. that she knows best. And that mm-hmm. the, uh, one of the things that I was talking to Sam about was the fact that she has opinions about everything from the way that you yeah. open a letter to the you know, you choosing to use a iPhone or a smartphone, you know, she has an opinion about absolutely everything. And and while I don't think I want to have an opinion about absolutely everything, I think right. that that concept of just being so sure of yourself, that I think we can all learn from. Because I don't I don't know if it's like a generational thing, because I don't see my dad, who's also around her age, yeah. Really question himself. Really try to think. Well, oh my gosh, I have to deal with my traumas. Or I, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't deal with our traumas. I'm just saying yeah. that there's a certain sh- there's a there's a certain confidence in your own in yourself and your beliefs that's that remains so unshakable. And that's something that I really like about her. Whether she's right or she's wrong, it doesn't matter because whether you and I love her or hate her she still exists yeah. and all of her opinions remain the same you know yeah and and she's sort of like a take it or leave it like if you like these opinions great if you don't like them great you know and so I think that I'm still that's- getting paid. I'm sorry
0: she's like I'm still getting paid yeah
1: so that's what I like about her because I think to myself to just be so almost unremarkable in the way that you can be just opinionated and um and also just to stand by to be so like known for just having fucking opinions it's to me it's yeah it's crazy it, it is crazy it's amazing but most of us struggle to have and I speak for myself again is most of us struggle to have opinions on just like what we want to have for dinner. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. So there's definitely times where I wish I was more, I don't, I don't know if I would say I wished I was more, but I definitely can see room for myself to be more assertive or even more confident or more decisive or have an idea of clarity. Like this is what I believe I am. Yeah. And it's, one of the things that I I often think about is like self-identity, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think that a lot of people put that much thought into it. Like, who am yeah. I on a daily basis? Does that person change? And when that person changes, do I know who that is? And I think that that's really the root of being able to decide for yourself what your boundaries are, what sort of work you want to go into there's so much that is born out of you know knowing yourself and having your self-identity it it should be unshakable so if someone says something to you like you know a woman can't be a lawyer you could almost just laugh it off and be like okay (laughs) you know what i mean and that self-identity is really really important and i think that that's what she has and that's what people mm-hmm. admire about her is that she has this defined self-identity that is totally unshakable. There's nothing that you can do to shake the apples from that tree. And that's yeah. what I think is remarkable about her.
0: So do you do you think she has or she embodies big dick energy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't really even know what big more dick more than Pete Davidson. Is. More than what?
0: More than Pete Davidson,
1: Pete, Pete Davidson does definitely has a big dick.
0: Um, he probably just literally does, but I don't know if he if he does in his in his spirit, because he's really tall. Well, so probably big dick physically energy for me. Um. Well, let's look it up. I mean, big dick energy is it? It's that sort of unflappable confidence.
1: Well, I don't even like, I wouldn't even, well, let's like, let's reduce that, right? Like, why would we, okay, first of all, I don't want to call it big dick energy, because why the fuck does like having confidence and being boisterous and having and being assertive, why should that be, you know, assigned to a man? Confidence, assertion. (laughs) Um, having you know confidence, all—I uh, don't know if I had already said confidence, but you yeah. know, all of these words are non-binary, and I just don't see the purpose of saying like "big dick energy." Like, it has nothing to do with a man. Fran Lebowitz yeah. has nothing. Oop, I just hit my mic. Fran Lebowitz yeah. has nothing to do with a man. She doesn't have big yeah, dick energy. I think she just is. You she know, just has
0: big energy. She
1: has big energy big vulva energy.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I love the term. I, I, um, I, a friend of mine was talking about, um, she was going through like a series of interviews and I'm like, Oh, they're all over your dick. Like I, I, I just sort of use it and it's not to make it sort of masculine. Um, I feel like any, Anyone can have uh, in their heart a a big dick. I don't think that necessarily (laughs) my (laughs) physically have to have it. Um, But the definition of big dick energy is described as confidence without cockiness. It is never misplaced. It cannot be simulated. It is the sexual equivalent of writing a check for $10,000 knowing you got it in the bank account. So this is uh, this is in uh, from Indie Online. So uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, it all started with uh, Ariana Grande um, because she was saying that uh, Pete Davidson uh, has a ten-inch uh, dick, that, I believe and that's and then it spawned the phrase "big dick energy." Mm. But it it doesn't matter. I, I love the term. I love the term. And I, I see it as more of a spiritual sort of uh, phrase, not necessarily masculine. It doesn't have to be. I don't know. That's a very uh, – I need to think more about that. I just uh, – I don't know why I like it so much. And
1: there's no problem. I mean, I listen, I'm not the authority on language, but I just think – you know if we're talking about a woman who's probably never slept with a man in her life and and I know we're not attributing it to to actual men but I just think what I appreciate is ab- ab- about her like if I was to say like why am i a fan right yeah it is because she has this firm self identity and confidence regardless whether i agree with her or not um all of these things and she is a woman. So for me right. it's just kind of like she, it was sort of like she she did all these things that maybe she deserved or didn't deserve, doesn't matter, she did them, you know. She's friends with Martin Scorsese and you know, they've made it's, it's pretty now, awesome. Yeah, they've made now a Netflix series and a movie and all it centers around is her sitting down and talking. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> whether or not she deserved that, I can't tell you, but all I can tell you is she did it. And for, and for me, I, I just think, you know, that makes it more attainable for me is that, you know, it's a, it's just a female who likes to talk like, Hey, I could do that.
0: Yeah. I, again, I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, so thanks Fran. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for her. And I don't know if, if that I definitely have thoughts and opinions and I waver on those. Like we're just talking about big dick energy and I'm and you're you're making me uh you know think twice about it. So I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I don't wanna I I do I don't wanna make it sort of a masculine thing. Like that's that's not cool. So I, I'm I'm doubting myself, but yeah, this 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 person does not doubt herself. So it is it is remarkable. Let's play a game.
2: Okay. Game. 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 Game.
0: This is a game. It's a guessing game. Who said that? Okay, that's what it Ooh. is who said that eeyore or fran lebowitz oh, okay okay
1: yeah let's do it probably okay. fran lebowitz all the way
0: i don't know i hope i hope i can stump you okay let's but okay i don't know and then i i'm you know uh i don't know if i could do it in the voices so i'm, I'm not gonna try here's the first one it's snowing still and freezing However, we haven't had an earthquake lately. Is that Eeyore or Fran Leibowitz?
1: Fran Leibowitz.
0: That was Eeyore. Shut
1: up! When did wait? <laughs> when did it ever have an earthquake in the Hundred Acre Woods?
0: I know, but I guess they. They had maybe they had an earthquake once, okay? They okay, haven't okay, had okay, one okay.
1: Damn, this is gonna be a hard okay. game. Okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, all right, this is all right. I'm excited. I'm not, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> oh, and you, and there's the winner wins nothing, it's just uh, some bragging rights before you go to sleep, <laughs> uh, and then you forget about it. Um, then the nicest thing about the rain is that it always stops eventually.
1: Hmm. Eeyore? Eeyore.
0: That's Eeyore. Okay, so one point for you. In real life, I assure you, there's no such thing as algebra. Friendly voice. Fran, of course, because there's no such thing. You know, somebody with a... um, that kind of resolve would say no, no such thing so yes okay so that one point for you alright so the next thing uh, they're funny things accidents you never have them until you're having them
1: mm. I'm gonna say Eeyore
0: you're right yes are. said it all right, so two points. You got two points so far. Um, here's another one. Can I stump you? I don't know. And then Fran's probably just like, is this a game? Like, I feel like she's like, just somewhere shitting on on this game. But whatever, Fran. I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, you're only you're only as good as your last haircut.
1: I'm gonna say friendly bullets.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> and then last question. If you are a dog and your owner suggests that you wear a sweater, suggest that he wear a tail. Uh friendly bullets. Yeah, it's totally fair. Friendly. <laughs> friendly bullets. Okay, yay. So you win. <laughs> I forgot how many points. I only like missed four. one. So, you, you know, only missed one. All right, so this happens um so thank you so much oh, for joining us. Who is that? Who's who, what's your dog's name? It's a, it's Harry Potter character. Yeah, that's Dobby. She Dobby. Dobby. I don't know what the hell she got into.
1: I don't know. She's like, she has, really bad like she has really bad allergies. She has really bad allergies, so one of her eyes is just like Shut and so she just looks like oh. a disgruntled
0: lady. Is she taking Zyrtec?
1: No, can dogs take Zyr- names?
0: Zyr- I don't know.
1: I was like, that's a good no, option. What's just her that. allergy secret? No, we give her an allergy bath because she's all fucked up.
0: Oh, allergy bath?
1: Yeah, we, ha- we had to like, we literally went to a fucking dog dermatologist. And oh. this dog has cost me. Like, I got Dobby for free when she was two months old. I love her to death. Uh-huh. She's my firstborn child. I adore her. But yeah. she has cost me so much money in vet visits yeah. because she's very, oh. she's very clumsy, and oh. she's just like she needs like specialty everything. So,
0: so how much was it to go to the dermatologist?
1: I think it was like three hundred dollars. And then, oh my god. And then to to get a special um, oh see she almost fell off the couch she's fucked up uh, and then to get a special sort of like shampoo just mixed for her which I did not buy um, yeah. it was like twenty one hundred dollars or something like that yeah I didn't buy it because yeah. I was like shampoo that's, that's too much that's too much money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like so- basically what they do is they test the dog. And they do a uh, skin allergen, so they like inject the dog with all the allergens, and then oh from my God. whatever she's reacting to, they create a specialized like basically concoction, and then it's specialized to her. But when they told me that price tag, I was like, "I love you, but I can't, I can't do that much."
0: That's rent. That's, That's food. More
1: than my rent, so I said no. So she just got the like sixty dollar shampoo that they gave me which is still a lot.
0: Oh my God. Um, There's this movie called I'm going to get you sucker. I don't know if you ever saw it. Um, There's a scene where Chris Rock, he um, is, he goes into a rib place. This was his like first movie. And, uh, and he orders a meal Mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, that's $11, $11. And then he starts asking, well, what if I just got a sip of soda and a bite of the rib? And they're like, okay, they're, they're negotiating with him <laughs> still. So like, so they, there wasn't that, that opportunity when you were like $2,100. No,
1: no. And I, you know what? Sam always says that I'm so funny because like, if I go to, like if we're at Ralph's or if we're at Target, yeah. I'll just say like, do you have any discounts? And sometimes they say like, "Yeah, we'll give you like five dollars or whatever." So I'm always happy to. Oh, that's so great! I'll take whatever I can get.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I grew up with with uh, like friends that would write letters to to companies and say, oh, you know, I really loved your stereo. I really love this. And then they would get free stuff.
1: Really? That's super cool. That. Yeah. I just sent a People, complaint to American yeah. Airlines. So, I'm like I'm hoping I get something, but I don't think so.
0: Oh, what happened to, to your oh, Miami oh my trip? Oh
1: god. It, honestly, like just point blank there is no safe way to travel during COVID. I had yeah. to. It was really something where it was like I I really couldn't not go.
0: Opportunity of a lifetime.
1: Exactly. So I yeah. went, but as soon as we landed in Miami, it was a five hour flight. And so I'm wearing two masks, you know, and I'm wearing yeah. gloves like the whole fucking nine. And as soon as yeah. we land, there's people not wearing their it's masks. a six
0: hour flight.
1: Yeah. And so people will have their masks completely off their face. And there was one dude uh, that looked like he had the bleach blonde, like shaved head, like Eminem. And so I go, yo, uh, Eminem, put your mask on. And so, you said yeah, I said that. Whatever. So like <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was that he literally turned around when I said yo M M. So And it I, was M M. Yeah, basically. Um uh, uh but the return flight, oh. the return flight was the worst because so I was walking I was boarding and a dude in first class totally mask off and I yelled at him I said don't be an asshole put your mask I was I was pissed I was already like kind of bad, yeah and like I I definitely am the kind of person where it's like I will say exactly what I mean people have often said to me like oh Annabelle are you mad at me and I'll say no because you'll know exactly when I'm mad at you because I don't mince words I don't wait around I don't I don't disconnect yeah. from people. I'll tell you, like, you fucking piss me off. But yeah,
0: you channel your inner friendly bullets.
1: <laughs> yes, this is where I definitely am a little bit franny.
0: Yeah, that's great. Mostly because I'm pissy,
1: but <laughs> anyway, so, so this guy in first class, he said, got his mask off. And so I yell at him and then just everyone around me, basically, they thought it was a giant joke. They, they were either wearing bandanas or if they had their masks, they had it below their nose and yeah. it was just terrible. It was really, really, it was just, Sam said to me, just go to sleep, just go to sleep. Cause you're, you're getting oh, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, definitely getting so <laughs> no. pissy. So I did fall asleep, but I I did write them a letter and uh or like a you know a review or whatever. And I was thinking, why don't because they- now it's
0: federal law.
1: Now yeah. it's federal
0: law. Yeah, wa- that mask if you're going to be on a plane.
1: It was a mess. It
0: was a and- disaster.
1: And then what was the
0: disaster? I missed that. What was the disaster? The
1: flight, just the flight was a disaster. Yeah. And then Awful. on my last connecting flight from Dallas, because I had a connecting flight on my way back. So from Dallas to Los Angeles, things were fine just because I feel like, you know, I don't know. It was a little bit better. People were wearing their masks. But as we were getting ready to get off the plane when we landed in L.A., I reached in the back pocket to grab my cell phone and Mm. I, everyone was handed little baggies with hand sanitizer wipes. I didn't get one because I had fallen asleep. And So I opened the back seat pocket and mind you, the hand sanitizer wipes are in a plastic sandwich bag with a water bottle and the cookies that they give you. So yeah. I reached to grab my cell phone and two loose hand sanitizer wipes, like in, in their little plastic, um, you know, holding or whatever, oh. they were in the back seat, but there was no. There Was no sandwich bag, so in my opinion, these two hand sanitizer wipes had been left there from previous flights. So I'm thinking, to yeah, myself, they just
0: used it, they used it and, th- and put it in there.
1: So I'm thinking to myself, you're not fucking cleaning this plane, you're not, yeah, right? there's no way, there's no yeah. way. So, yeah, it's a disaster, it's totally a disaster. Do not fly, do not fly. That's all I could say.
0: Oh, uh, um. But you had to do it. And what was it like when you got to Miami? Was the – were there restrictions when you got there? Were you had to quarantine for a couple days? Florida is pretty much open.
1: Florida is pretty much open. It was interesting to see that you could dine inside of so many restaurants, especially with their climate, you know? Like it's – I've heard that in Chicago you – they have, like, limited capacity for indoor dining, um, but it's yeah. fucking cold in Chicago. You know, I I was right. there over Christmas, and I saw people trying to enjoy their meals outside, but it's, like, 20 oh, degrees. Shevering. like, hell no, Uh-oh. it's fucking cold. Like, I'm going to take my food yeah. and go. Um, yes. But anyway, so a lot of places had people eating inside, and... We, because we flew in on Saturday and we flew out on Sunday, on Sunday morning, we got Mm -hmm. tested. We got the rapid test, Um, but because COVID takes a while to incubate, you know, we just double masked when we went to go set everything up. And I mean, we tried to be as safe as we could, as far as like not cross contaminating things. Um, And that was pretty much it. Uh, We set up her, her area but then that was as much interaction as we had until we left Um, and the rest of the time we were just by ourselves and in our hotel. Uh, We did go out to dinner on Saturday and we ate outside. And it's funny because, so I go in to use the bathroom and Mm -hmm. this is just like random, totally anecdotal, has nothing to do with COVID. But uh, so I go inside to use the bathroom and there's a dude that goes in front of me He's he goes into the one toilet that they had so they, he goes in in front of me and then uh, a, a guy comes up after me and he jiggles the handle and I say you know I'm waiting and so he stands behind me and then another guy comes over and asks me directly he said are you waiting for the bathroom and I said yes yeah. and he just turns around and walks straight out to the alley and then the guy behind <laughs> me asks the bus boy, the guy behind me, asks the bus boy for a napkin, and so the bus boy hands, what? Yeah, the bus what? boy hands him a napkin, and he follows suit. So he goes out to the alley, and I thought to myself, that's kind of weird because you know I don't have oh, I don't I. have a big dick, but I do know that you just don't you just jiggle it. <laughs> I
0: don't. Know. No, he he went to poop. <gasps>
1: Oh, my God, I hadn't thought about that until right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. If, you, if, you're
0: for, if you're asking for napkins, that's that's number two. Because, oh yeah, if you're a guy, God. either way, it's absolutely disgusting. So, like, either this man was um, going up to take a shit or, or he thinks wiping his hands after, after he, you know, pisses and jiggles it. You know, like then he wipes his hands with napkins and he goes back to his his seat. With, Men are You know, on, on a date or something. But yeah, that that is pretty foul. If if he this person thinks like, oh, I'm just gonna like, rub the napkin and that's washing my hands. That's
1: but I, I I
0: think I. I don't know.
1: No, I agree and with then, you. I think I think it was wow. number two. And then and that that person was on your flight. And then I know. And then the guy you who was, in, was MM. Right? The guy who was in front of me who had used the toilet before me. So he opens the door to the toilet so I could go in. Oh, and, I, and the toilet seat is up. And so I tell him, put the toilet because I'm like so direct. <laughs> I'm so direct. And I was like,
0: You were done seat. with everybody. Yeah.
1: I was like, put the toilet seat down. And so he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> But he goes in and he puts it down. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I'm a lady.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm a lady. Like in uh, little Britain. Was this at Versailles? What restaurant was this? Uh,
1: I don't. It was some Italian place.
0: Oh. Whoa.
1: Yeah. And then like when I was walking out to go sit back down, The guy who I told to put the seat down had like was like staring at me. And all of the people at his table, there were three other people, were staring at me.
0: Toilet seat down. That's her.
1: Yeah. That was kind of the way that it was. And I was like, fuck all you. And I just stared them
0: down. Yeah, exactly. But nobody was talking about the napkin guy. Like, I would be talking about that. The busboy and I I laughed.
1: The busboy and I laughed because... So the busboy handed <laughs> so him the napkins, gross. and I said to the busboy, "I said, what if you hand me some napkins, and I just go out there and see the looks on their faces?" But I didn't because well, I was like, "I paid one hundred and fifty dollars for this dinner. I deserve a toilet. I deserve a seat oh cover. I deserve yes. to wash my hands with warm water and soap, and yes. a hand dryer."
0: <laughs> it's the least the least they could provide maybe if I was like you know meal.
1: five beers in it would have been a different story but
0: oh well yeah wow I'm just uh, I I can't believe it and I yeah and I I grew up in New York I, I've never experienced that like definitely have um there was a there was one uh, night Sean and I went for a really nice walk around Prospect Park. It's a really beautiful park. We were sitting on a on a bench and we were having a really nice time and across from us was this field. It's like an open field and I don't even think I can I can um say it uh if i was fran i have to okay i'm channeling my fran lebowitz how would Fran say it um but anyway yeah these these girls just like they they came out from they were there was like a concert nearby and then they like um Descended on onto this like you know open field and just started like pissing in front of us like they didn't see us but like we were like should we move like what, what should we do um because like I mean we were walking we were comfortable sitting but then they were just like just going for it uh so so yeah um, wait Colette, and then, have
1: you never peed outside anywhere like like yeah I
0: uh, definitely but not in like full view of okay. of. Of others um i mean maybe like after after giving birth like i i peed in front of the midwife and the doula but like
1: you literally never peed outside like while drunk
0: yeah no i've done that but like i'll do it in like a corner like no one sees me okay I I I I've, I've never done it like in full view of others.
1: I can't confidently say that I've
0: never done it in full view of others. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely seen it. I've definitely seen it in in uh in you know, in my face, but like, yeah, just I I you know, I would find a spot. I cuz I I don't know. I I just uh I don't know. I don't want to put someone through that. I don't <laughs>
1: I've never considered anybody when I have to pee, so I think that that's so considerate of you. But I have to tell you that I, I really can't, I can't be honestly, I can't honestly say like I know I for sure I've always been discreet. Sometimes I feel yeah. like I don't know. <laughs> There's definitely been some times where I'm like, it just happened, wherever it, it just
0: happened. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can't say I, I.
1: Oh yeah. Now, now that I'm recalling some more drunken nights, I'm yes, there was definitely. You want to hear? No, I can't tell you the story. Yeah. (laughs) No, I can't. Well, whatever you want to share. No, I can't. This story, I think, is just one of those things I'll tell you in person, but can't be recorded and shared. Okay.
0: All right. All right. This is yeah. This is this is for a top secret. Yeah. Top secret secret (laughs) conversation. Okay. Um. Oh. This. Okay. So this was awesome. Um, whoever you are in Miami, um, I hope you clean your hands. Um, that, that's pretty gross. And that poor bus boy, he's, he's seen, he has so many stories.
1: Probably way too many.
0: And, and because uh, that's what something i wanted to ask you too is that like you're a storyteller like that's how you you're a podcaster but then you also you you're, you see yourself as like a storyteller so stuff like that like moments like that or like where you're you're talking to like the bus boy um like what because your podcast um latinx on the rise um how's it helped you in telling telling stories
1: I think it's definitely helped me in shaping the way that I share somebody else's story and also drawing out sort of what anecdotes that they have. Because I feel like something – when a lot of interviewers are are doing that, are interviewing people, they're sort of hitting Mm -hmm. their, like, bullet points. You know, they're like – and – this and that. And so they're hitting all their bullet points as far as questions. But for me, yeah. I'd rather leave 50% of my questions on the ground and, you know, get great anecdotes and great perspectives and great kind of tidbits from people that I'm interviewing. So I feel like in that way, I I can mm-hmm. facilitate storytelling from other people. But I've always enjoyed telling stories, <clears throat> mostly because I... I enjoy, I think this is maybe also why I've liked Friendly Poets, is I do enjoy observing my surroundings. Yeah. And oh, for sure. Me too. So I think that it's something that is very crucial if you are a storyteller, which you are. And because you get to see people's like, there's so much to be said in the littlest, in the, just the tiniest things, you know, that moment of going to the bathroom became kind of like a cacophony of, you know, ridiculousness of men trying to urinate essentially, or,
0: you yeah. know, something else. And they can't just wing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it, it was not expected, but it's something where if you're just standing there and you're observing you know you get to kind of have those moments of hilarity where it's just sort of ridiculous and and I've definitely had those in the past where I I just have like all these little stories about my from my life you know um and it's just because I've been present for them
0: yeah and you yeah and that's that's the the point of um that's being an observer is mm-hmm. being present in the moment and paying attention and listening um and uh, listening to those those little moments those um that that maybe you weren't expecting i'm sure you were not expecting that conversation with that busboy and no. then it just
1: no yeah and and I mean, what i mean by being present is what you just said like being sort of observant um in in your surroundings and and definitely seeing people's reaction on their face sometimes having you know with the busboy his reaction on his face you know he locked eyes with me and sort of shook his head and he's like some people (laughs) yeah you know so it sort of opens the invitation to have a conversation about it um and I like that I like I love talking to people like I think it's like if I could just do that for my for the rest of my life I'd be satisfied I wouldn't even need to get paid for it you know I love having right. conversations with people because I feel like <laughs> this is going to sound so conceited, but like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you sort of had like a very busy day and you know, you're kind yeah. of wrapped up in the things that you have to do and that you did do and you see somebody walking by you and you don't know them and you don't, you know, and they don't know you. and And you just think to yourself like that person's day is just as complicated as mine. And that's something that always has fascinated me, like just how people sort of, I don't know, get on with it because this this thing called life is not always easy. And like we've like you said, like you lost both your parents. I lost my mom. Yeah. I think that when you have situations like that, you really quickly it changes you. And oh, yeah, it makes you realize, you know, this whole concept of life. It's not it's not a breeze. It's not there's a lot of things that'll happen in a lot of experiences that you just simply cannot control.
0: Yeah. It's, and it goes, it just goes by so fast. It happens moments happen and you can either uh, respond to the moment. It's almost like, like improv, like you can respond to the moment or you could just let it pass but you choose to respond to the moment. You listen to the moments and you you, you go for it.
1: Yeah, because that, that situation with that, you know, going to the bathroom, I mean, it's been like two days and I'm still laughing about it. You know, so I find joy yeah. in that kind of stuff.
0: Right. I just, I, I'm also amazed and inspired that you made that man, that stranger, put the seat down. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Yes, because – well, I think I just sort of was so – That interested. takes
0: balls. It was just – And, and again, <laughs> I, I, I made you masculine again, but it takes balls.
1: Um, Yeah, I, I, I just was like – I don't know. I just thought it was gross. I'm like, you put it up. Like, I'm not going to put it down. Gross. Like, I could I physically but do, do you know it? Yes.
0: Now, and I guess this is another conversation too. <laughs> but – I don't know for me, uh, because like, if I'm in a public toilet, I'm, I'm, I'm hovering anyway. So to me, I wouldn't even have bothered me.
1: Really? No, I, I put the seat, I put the seat cover down and I do sit down. Oh wow. I know. It's because you know what it is? It's because I don't have the thigh strength. And I you have it. You have no, the strength. I don't. I just promise <laughs> you. I pro- I always have to put the seat cover down and sit down because and this is T T T T M I, but I really don't. I've tried and only if I have those little like uh handlebars and I don't even know. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, I didn't even like look to see if there was handlebars in that bathroom. I'm sure there were, but you know, I, that's the only time yeah. that I can really hover.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I follow this woman, Lisa Hannewalt. She's a, a illustrator. She um, she did the show uh, Tuca and Birdie, mm-hmm. and she drew. She's been drawing. Um, it's like hourly drawing. So it's like 5 p.m. Something happens to her and she draws it. There's this one drawing where she is out somewhere, maybe on a hike and she has this sort of funnel where she can just piss standing up. Oh. So she puts this like funnel and it allows her, and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, she, she does not um, tag, the brand that makes this funnel so I'm like who makes this because I I would totally buy it and that would make things so much easier and she said that she just keeps it in a ziploc, she washes it and and just um when she's out she can just uh just go that way so maybe that I don't know if you would be open to that ever like if you were in a public bathroom and you had it in your bag but then you'd have to like carry it in your bag this is my pee funnel I don't always carry a bag
1: not to be used for anything other than that um would I use it realistically no because it's another thing I have to carry but yeah uh, Yeah, that's the thing you know if it was yeah no I I wouldn't if it was something like a piece of equipment like okay I'm gonna go camping so this is the piece of equipment that I'm taking I'm already taking a shitload of stuff so then, yeah, yeah, I would consider it. But like on a, I'm going to go out tonight. Nah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my, you know, $150 meal. Let me bring my, my piss funnel. Definitely not.
1: Definitely not. Yes. I paid for that. I paid for that toilet. Not I paid for yeah. him, but I paid for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I could take an extra yeah. roll of yeah. toilet paper for that amount.
0: <laughs> That's right. So I, I could talk to you forever. Um, uh, one thing that I, I, um, I end the show with is, um, post-its. Like I write things down on post-its, things that I'd like to accomplish. And what I'm working on right now is my elevator pitch. Mm. So we were talking a lot about confidence and big dick energy, not big dick energy, um, or uh, see you next Tuesday energy, content energy. I don't know, whatever you want it to be, but like, you know, just confident energy. And I, um, I, I'm a part of like this, like mentoring group. And our first assignment was our elevator pitch. And uh, I wrote, some like a, a bio down and and the the elevator pitch is basically like when you're introducing yourself like how do you introduce yourself to like an industry person and you have to have like a quick and fun explanation of who you are um I totally just read it off the page um I everyone else um they seemed more ready and like they and and practiced I have do you have an elevator pitch no I don't yeah so you're just like hey i'm annabelle
1: yeah
0: yeah what's up put put, put the toilet seat down yeah
1: pretty much that that should be my yeah. elevator pitch hi i'm annabelle <laughs> i tell people to put the toilet seat down i have a thing and i it. tell Eminem yeah. to
0: put the mask on yeah hey m and M. not Eminem. <laughs> yes okay so this was awesome how can people find you
1: um, you can find me on uh instagram at latinix on the rise dot, or I'm sorry at latinx on the rise uh you can yes. find my podcast production company also on instagram at underscore on the rise media uh you can find us at our subsequent uh website so on the rise media.com and yeah um yeah facebook all those
0: things. it's literally it's literally a mom and pop operation. It's just you and Sam. It
1: is, it is, and we've been we've been lucky because we've had a lot of um, clients, but uh-huh. it's it, you. Know, there's no but about it. I mean, we've just been lucky. I think we realized, hey, you know, a lot of people are asking for our advice. You know, why don't we just try to make this something? And and it's been yeah. really nice. I mean, I feel like it's just been good. It's been it's been the direction that I think we were meant to go in.
0: That's awesome. You've definitely given me great advice and um, I'm so appreciative of all the help that you've given me. So thank you. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Thank you. All right. So we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.